what a savior uh, we worship this morning. And we had that verse that we just sang. It said, our Lord, our life, our rest, our shield, our rock, our food, and our light. And that's only the beginning. But every thought of him yields unchanging, fresh delight. And it's interesting to think that this one we worship, who is matchless, incomparable to any other, he's peerless. It's interesting that we would need to then pray, blessed Savior, please keep our spirits stayed on you. You know, there are many things that take our eyes off of the Lord Jesus. And uh, the older I get, the more convinced I am of the need to keep our eyes fixed on him. The more we look to him, the more we are transformed into his likeness. But yet we can be in the very presence of the Lord and still be distracted. We can still need the Spirit's help. And so we say with this hymn, Blessed Savior, keep our spirits stayed hard following after thee. We need help to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus, losing sight of everything but him. I thought maybe this morning we can look at three people who were distracted in the Lord's presence and maybe take from their example some encouragement and some warning. How can we keep our eyes fixed on him? You know, there are uh, various ways that other people can uh, distract our attention from the Lord. And so we'll look first at Luke 7. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to Luke 7. And first, I just want to read a phrase from each story, and then we'll come back and look at them one by one. But we can take these phrases, and it puts together one single thought. The first is in Luke 7, verse 40. Luke 7, 40, we see... Simon, the Pharisee, one who had invited the Lord to his house. And just one phrase, the Lord answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Simon, I have something to say to you. And maybe this morning we can just insert our own name in there as well. Luke, I have something to say to you. Um, Flip over to Luke 10. Luke chapter 10. A well-known story there at the end of the chapter. Where we see Martha. uh, Distracted with much serving. And again, let's just look at one phrase here. This is in verse 41. 
the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. You're anxious and troubled about many things. And then lastly, in John 21, we see our third scene. John 21. This is where the Lord restores Simon Peter after he had failed. And just a phrase from verse um, 22. What is that to you? You follow me. It's interesting to take those three phrases together. Simon, I have something to say to you. You are distracted and anxious about many things. What is that to you? Follow me. In each of these instances, a person was in the very presence of the Lord, but they took their eyes off of him. And each time, there was a person involved. So the thought this morning is, what are the different ways that the people in our life might accidentally or incidentally take our eyes off the Lord? You know, we get distracted by other things as well, our different pursuits, our different desires. But sometimes the people around us become a, a means of distraction. And what we find is, a lot of it has to do with our attitudes towards those people. In the first example with Simon, it's a condemning spirit. A condemning spirit takes his eyes off of the Lord. In Martha's example, it's a contentious spirit. Contentious spirit. In the final example with Peter, it's a competitive spirit. But in each case, that other person is taking the focus. The person is looking somewhere else besides the Lord. And the answer is to fix our eyes on him. So let's just look quickly at these scenes. First in Luke 7, we're familiar with this story. The Pharisee Simon had invited the Lord to his house. It's a good move. It's a good idea. To have the Lord in your house and to have the Lord present in our lives. And yet all he could think about was the woman. You know, we see uh, verse 36. This is now in Luke 7. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. So we see there the condemning spirit of the Pharisee. How often does this happen to us? 
we lose track of Christ and turn our eyes to sinful people around us. A spirit of condemnation rises in us. And we say, how dare they? Uh, I can't believe how bad the world is getting. Thank God I'm not like that person. But sometimes the Lord is right there just saying, why don't you look at me instead? He tells Simon, you didn't even wash my feet. You didn't even kiss me. You're too concerned with your judgments. And so may we, if that resonates with anyone here, may we take that spirit of condemnation and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to see anyone else. I just want to see you. I want to fix my eyes on you so that I don't get distracted. And then if we flip over to chapter 10, we see this really interesting character of Martha. She appears several times here in scripture and she is well-meaning, once again, inviting the Lord to her home. It's called her home in verse 38. Martha welcomed him into her house. Again, that's a great idea. But she has this contentious spirit. She's not at peace. Even as she serves, she's anxious. She's upset. She's worried about how things are going to turn out. And Mary, her sister, becomes for her the outlet of all of her anxiety. And so she comes to Jesus and says, aren't you going to tell Mary to help me? We sometimes are hard on Martha. We think, how could she speak to the Lord like that? How could she stand up to him and challenge him? Um, but at least she was talking to him. You know, at least at that point, she was in the right conversation, coming to the Lord. Maybe this can resonate with you as well. Maybe there is this contentious fighting spirit in you where the other people in our lives only become an occasion for us to lose our peace. We get into disagreements. We get into arguments. You know, it's a cliche that during Thanksgiving, when families are all around each other, there's always fighting break out at the dinner table. That's become kind of a joke or a cliche in this culture. But sometimes we do have that contentious spirit where the people who are closest to us only become an occasion for us to vent our anxiety and stress and our contention comes out. But instead, we should hear the Lord's kind words. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. What is that one necessary thing? Having our eyes fixed on Jesus. So if you feel distracted this morning by a spirit of contention or contentiousness, give it over to the Lord. Turn your eyes on him and find peace. And then lastly, in John 21, not only do the people around us sometimes bring out our condemning spirit or bring out our contentious spirit, 
there are times when they bring out a competitive spirit, which can just as easily take our eyes off of the Lord Jesus. Peter and John are interesting. They're always sort of together, especially in the Gospel of John. We see them oftentimes paired. And even into the book of Acts, we see them ministering together. It's in a lot of ways a beautiful picture of Christian friendship and fellowship. These men who are so different from one another, and yet who find common, uh, commonality in serving their Lord. But in the Gospel of John, it's almost like they're competing. Um, you get this picture of them racing to the, to the tomb after Jesus is raised. And John puts it in there that he beat Peter in the race. He says it like three times. There is this sense in which they're, you know, who's the best or who's the greatest? And what happens at the end of this chapter as the Lord restores Peter, and raises him up saying, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And in verse 19, after saying this, explaining how Peter would die, he said, follow me. And then there's this really interesting verse in verse 20. Peter turned, and that's key. He turned away from the Lord and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So there we see Peter in the presence of the Lord, distracted, distracted by now a competitive spirit, wanting to know other people's story, wanting to see what their lives are like with the Lord. How often does a competitive spirit begin to eat away at our devotion to the Lord, begin to creep in and push him out because we're too busy thinking, I wish my life was more like that person or I'm thankful my life is not like that person. We compete. It's natural. But when Peter had just been told how he would die to the Lord's glory, instead of simply keeping his eyes fixed on the Lord, he turned away and said, what about this other person? I wonder if he said, I wish I could be more like him. Of course, John doesn't die a martyr's death as far as we know. He was exiled. But he died an old man in the faith. But the Lord has only given us one life to live. Let's not get distracted by comparing ourselves with our brothers and sisters. Let's not take our eyes off the Lord and say, why doesn't my life look more like his or hers? But instead, let's ask the question, how can my life look more like the Lord Jesus's life? Let's keep our eyes fixed on him. So I pray that that's an encouragement to anyone here who may feel a little distracted. You know, a lot of things happen during the week and there's things on the news that can upset us, that can really let that spirit of condemnation rise or get that fight up within us as the spirit of contention rises. 
And even the good relationships in our lives can take our eyes off of the Lord if sometimes they can generate that competitive spirit. But instead, let's pray like we just had in the song, Oh, Savior, keep our spirit stayed on thee. Keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord Jesus. And as we do that, we will, we can trust that we will be transformed from glory to glory into the image of God's blessed son. In his name we pray. Amen.